what a Christian is? A Christian is someone who believes in Jesus as their Savior. Now, how can you tell if someone is a Christian? What are some things that you could see in that person's life that would help you to know? Maybe you would see that they go to church and read their Bible. Or maybe you see that every day they pray for people that they know and people that they love. And they praise God. Or maybe you see that they love to tell others about Jesus. If you are a Christian, can others tell by looking at your life? We have a memory verse today, and it describes how a Christian's life should look. Now, our memory verse is found in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 7. And it says, Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 27. Now, we know that the Bible is God's true word, right? And the Bible, it is divided into two parts, the Old Testament in the front and the New Testament in the back. Now, Leviticus is the third book in the Bible, so it's in the Old Testament. And it says, Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. That's what it says in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 7. Now, the chapters, they're usually the big numbers, and the verses, as you know, are usually the small numbers. And so it says, sanctify yourselves, therefore. Well, to sanctify yourself means to separate yourself from sinful thoughts, words, sinful actions, so you can live your life to please God. You see, when you believe in Jesus, God wants you to try to live like him. God gives you the Holy Spirit to come live inside you, to help you live the way God wants you to live. God doesn't want you to do sinful actions or to say bad words or to even think mean thoughts toward others or about others. God wants you to separate yourself from those sinful thoughts, words, and actions. He wants you to live your life to please Him. And the rest of the verse says, And be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. Now, to be holy, what does that mean? It means to be pure and clean from sinful things. God wants his children, right, the people who have believed in him, to reflect his holiness in their lives. God wants the Christians to become more and more like him. So if you have believed in Jesus, God wants you to become more like him each day. So the memory verse again is Leviticus 27. Sanctify yourselves therefore and be ye holy for I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 27. Now if you have already received Jesus as your savior, if you are already a Christian, a person who believes in Jesus, then God wants you to live a holy life, to be pure and clean from sinful things. Others should see God's holiness shown through your words and actions. Do the people around you see that you are trying to be holy? Do they know that you believe in Jesus by the way that you think, act, and live? Hmm, that's a good question, isn't it? Now, you can only live a holy life only if the Lord Jesus is your Savior. Because Jesus is God the Son, he is holy. He never did anything wrong. He is completely separate from sinful things. 
Only Jesus could take the punishment you deserve by dying on the cross for your sin. So will you receive him as your savior today? That is the most important decision that you could ever make. So our memory verse again is Leviticus 20 verse 7. Sanctify yourselves therefore and be ye holy for I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 27. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Now a mirror, it shows you whatever is right before it, right? It reflects the image of what is right before it. If you stand in front of the mirror, then the mirror will reflect you. Well, people are like mirrors because they reflect images too. Have you ever seen somebody say, oh, look at this baby. It looks just like its mommy or just like its father. They are saying how the baby looks like its parents, right? Sometimes the eyes of the baby may look like the father's eyes or the mother's, or different things about the baby could look very similar to what the mother or father has. When you become God's child by believing in Jesus, God wants you to reflect Jesus in your life. That means God wants you to show back to others Jesus in your life. And this was God's plan for his chosen people, the Israelites. And sometimes I'll say Israelites, sometimes I'll say Hebrews, but I mean the same group of people, God's chosen people. Well, God was leading them to a place where they would learn that they were to be a reflection of him. Remember that God had delivered about 2 million Israelites from slavery in Egypt, and now they were being led to the promised land by a man named Moses. God was leading them. Remember how amazing it was that God led them? In the daytime, there was a pillar of cloud, and God led them that way. And in the night, there was a pillar of fire, and God would lead them by that. God continued to lead them, and he provided for their needs. Even when they started to complain, God provided for all of their needs. Well, finally, the Israelites arrived at a place called Rephidim, and they set up camp. Now, they were probably tired and thirsty. There was no water to drink there, and instead of trusting God, what did they do? They started quarreling. They started complaining again to Moses. And they said, did you bring us out of Egypt so we could die of thirst? They were angry with Moses. So Moses, he prayed. And then God answered him. And God said to Moses, gather the leaders of the people and go to the rock called Horeb. And then God told Moses, strike the rock with your rod and water will pour out for the people to drink. Remember that Moses' rod was like his walking staff. So Moses obeyed God. He gathered the people together. He took them to that place, that rock that was called Horeb, and he struck it with his rod. And as the people watched, 
Moses struck the rock, and water gushed out, and the people drank until their thirst was satisfied. And once again, God met their needs, and He did it with a miracle. That's amazing. Well, the cloud that led them began to move again, and the Israelites had to follow. At last, it came to an area of ground that was right near Mount Sinai. And this was a mountain. And as Moses, he maybe he looked up in that mountain, and maybe he thought about the time that God spoke to him from the burning bush. Do you remember learning about that a couple weeks ago? Now Moses... He climbed the mountain to meet with God. And God told Moses, Tell the people, You saw what I did to the Egyptians and how I brought you out of Egypt. Obey me, and you will be my own treasured and holy people. Now, God is holy. That means He's perfect. He's pure from all sin. And God wanted His people to be different from all the other people. God wanted His people to reflect his holiness by living holy lives. And if you know Jesus as your savior, God wants you to live a holy life. A holy life, that means to be set apart for God to use you. It means that your thoughts, your words, your actions are pleasing to God. And when you became God's child, he made you a new person on the inside. But when people look at your life, can they tell? Can they tell? Can they see a reflection of your heavenly father? Maybe you still use bad words like you did before you were saved. Or maybe you still treat people unkindly or you cheat or lie just like you always used to do. Maybe it seems like nothing has changed. And if that is true, you aren't living a life that reflects God. God is loving. He is kind. He is faithful. And if you have believed in Jesus, you should try to be those things too, so you can reflect God. Now, our memory verse today reminds us that we need to sanctify ourselves. Remember our verse, Leviticus 27? Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 27. Something that is sanctified is set apart or separate. You need to separate yourself from sinful thoughts and sinful words and actions. Let God make you like him. And when you do that, you will reflect God's holiness by living a holy life. Well, God wanted his people, the Israelites, to live a holy life and to reflect his holiness. So Moses went back to the camp and he told the people God's message and they agreed to obey. And they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses went back up the mountain and he prayed and told God what the people had said. And then God told Moses, in three days, I will come to you in a thick cloud on Mount Sinai. The people will hear me talk to you so they will trust you. Then God gave Moses some very specific and careful instructions so that the people could get ready to come before God. And God told Moses, tell the people to wash their clothes and prepare themselves, set a boundary around the mountain and tell them not to come up the mountain or even touch the base of the mountain. If they do, they will die. 
Tell the people to be ready on the third day, when they will hear a loud trumpet blast, calling them to come near the mountain. Now, if you don't know what a trumpet is, it's a musical instrument. So why was God doing this? Why could the people not touch the mountain? Why could they not climb the mountain? Why was God so specific in these instructions? God wanted the people to know that He is holy and He is completely separate from man, from people. Because people, you and me, are sinful. And the more the people knew of God's holiness, the more they would know that they have sin. Now, they were supposed to wash their clothes. And do you know why God had them do that? God had them do that because it was a picture of what God wanted them to be like on the inside. God wanted them to reflect His holiness by living holy lives. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to live a holy life. Now, how can you separate yourself from sinful thoughts and sinful words and actions? How can you reflect God's holiness so others can see that God is working in your life? Well, first, you need to give yourself completely to God. He's in charge. You need to obey Him. And then you can think that God is holy. Remember, He is holy. And when you read your Bible every day, look for what it teaches you about God. And the more you learn about God and the more that you see what He's like, you will see that you are sinful. And you will see how God wants you to be. And the last thing you can do is confess your sin to God. Ask Him to help you to be like Him, to reflect Him more and more in your life. Because remember, our memory verse today, Leviticus 27, says, Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 27. So when you're tempted to do wrong things, maybe things you used to do before you believed in Jesus, ask yourself, would this thought, word, or action reflect God's holiness, or would it show my sinfulness? The more you know about God and the more you know that He's holy, the more you want to live a holy life. Well, God wanted His people to know about His holiness. And remember that holiness, or the word holy, is teaching us that God is perfect and pure. He's separate from everything wrong and sinful. And God wanted His people to know of His holiness, so they would want to live holy lives. That's why He gave them such careful instructions for them to follow. Well, Moses told the people what God said, and for three days the Israelites prepared themselves, and on the morning of the third day they awoke, and the thick cloud was there, and lightning flashed, and they heard the loud trumpet, and the people trembled, and they realized that God, this holy God, had come down from heaven, and he was showing his power, and Moses brought the people to the base of the mountain. Now remember, they couldn't touch that mountain. They couldn't even touch the base of it. But Moses brought them to where the base met the ground. And so the people must have watched. They must have been amazed. And the trumpet sound grew louder. And then Moses spoke to God. And the people heard God answer. And God told his laws or his commandments to Moses and the people of Israel. And there were ten of them. 
And the first one is, I am the Lord thy God. You shall have no other gods before me. Now the one true and living God, he deserves your love. He deserves your worship. He deserves your obedience far more than anything or anyone else does. The second one was, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. In other words, that's saying it's wrong to pray or worship a statue or an idol, a false god. The third one is, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. That means God's name deserves respect. Don't dishonor God by using his name in a wrong way. The fourth one is remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And Sabbath means to stop your work and rest. You are to set aside one day each week to rest and worship God. And the fifth one, remember there's 10. The fifth one was honor thy father and thy mother. So you're to treat your parents or your step parents with honor and respect. Number six is thou shalt not kill. Oh, all human life is precious to God. God wants you to protect life, not to take it away. Number seven commandment is thou shalt not commit adultery. Now, adultery, let me tell you that it's doing something with someone else's husband or wife that only married couples should do. Married people are to be true to the promises that they made to each other. Number eight commandment is thou shalt not steal. Well, you know what stealing is, right? God doesn't want you to take or keep something that's not your own. Number nine is thou shalt not bear false witness. This means God wants you to be honest and truthful. He doesn't want you to tell lies or part of the truth or adding to the truth. And the 10th commandment is thou shalt not covet. And covet means when you want something that someone else has. God wants you to be content. Now, these were 10 commandments and the people promised to obey God. But do you think they could obey him completely? No, I don't think so. God gave the laws to his people because he wanted them to see that God is holy and they are not. They have sin. God knew that no one could keep these laws perfectly and you can't keep them perfectly either because you're born with sin. You have a want to or a desire to say, think, and do things that are breaking God's laws. Things like telling a lie or coveting wanting what someone else has, or disobeying your parents. And if you've broken even one of God's laws, it's as if you broke them all. The Bible says your iniquities, that means sins, your sins have separated between you and your God. You see, your sin separates you from God. God is holy. He is pure from all sin. And your sin separates you from him. Well, God, he's the creator of everything in heaven and in earth. But most importantly, God made you and he loves you more than anyone ever could. And because God loves you, he sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to this earth. And because Jesus is God, he kept every one of God's laws perfectly. He was without sin. Jesus is holy. But one day, God allowed Jesus to be punished, and wicked men pounded nails in his hands and his feet. He hung on a cross, he bled, he died for your sin. He was punished for your sin. And when Jesus died, 
The Bible says that he made peace through the blood of his cross. That's found in Colossians chapter 1, verse 20. Jesus' death and the blood that came from his hands and feet was the payment that God required for your sin. And after Jesus died, he was buried. But then he came back to life and he lives in heaven today. And the only way you can be forgiven of your sin is to become God's child by receiving Jesus as your Savior. Now you can't get to heaven by being good because you can never keep God's laws perfectly. And God knew no one could ever keep his laws perfectly. He gave his laws to his people to show his holiness and to show their sinfulness. And when the people heard God speak, they were amazed. They were so amazed and also filled with fear. But Moses, he told the people God was testing their reaction to them. When they were afraid, they had fear. And when they were just filled with respect for God, it would help them to avoid sin. And God wanted his people to live holy lives. So the people, they stayed at a distance and they watched as Moses went and he spoke to God who was in that cloud. And there God gave Moses further instructions for his people. And God reminded Moses of the first and second commandments that he had just given. That they were to worship only God and not to make idols or images. God told Moses the right way to build an altar to worship him. And God was very clear how he wanted his people to reflect his holiness in their worship. But you know what? It wouldn't be long before the people would forget. They would forget about reflecting God's holiness. They would forget. They would break God's commandments and it would bring terrible results. It's so important for God's children to live holy lives. And if you've believed in Jesus, remember God wants you to live a holy life. So this week, you can seek to separate yourself from sinful thoughts and words and actions. And when you're tempted to do something wrong, stop and think to yourself, what I'm about to do, would it reflect God's holiness or would it show my own sinfulness? Remember the verse that we learned? Leviticus 27. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 27. God wants you to sanctify or set apart yourself. Give yourself to God. Find out what the Bible teaches about him. and Find out how God wants you to live. And when you do something wrong, confess it to God. Tell him what you did. Tell him it was wrong and ask him to forgive you. Ask him to help you to live his way. And in that way, you will be reflecting God more and more. But in order for you to live a holy life, you first have to receive Jesus as your Savior. And the Bible says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Well, first, you need to admit to God that you're a sinner. And you need to receive Jesus because he alone can save you. And when you receive him as your savior, God makes you his child forever. He forgives you. He changes you on the inside so you can start to reflect his holiness in your life. Are you willing to turn away from your sin? Are you willing to receive Jesus as your savior today? If you are ready to do that, 
and you truly believe in Jesus, you can tell Jesus what you believe about him. And you can tell him something like this. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. I receive you as my Savior. Please change me on the inside to live your way and make me part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. If you receive Jesus as your Savior, then he will make you part of his family and he will forgive your sin and change you on the inside so you can start to reflect his holiness like we've talked about today. If you would like to read about Moses and the people getting these Ten Commandments from God, then you can read about it in the Bible, in the second book of the Bible, which is called Exodus. And you can find this passage in Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 7, and Exodus chapters 19 and 20. So Exodus is the second book in the Bible. And remember that the chapters are usually the big numbers in the Bible. Well, that's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.